Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, or as I am officially renaming the podcast this week, the greatest betting podcast of all time. Because we, for the second week this season, the second week out of six, we've gone 5-0. and oh. I am Chad Millman. As I said, I will be joined by professional better Simon Hunter, my partner in brilliance. Simon, say hello. Take a bow. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for being so humble, Chad. Someone's got to do it. I know your ego is massive, and I've got to be here to regulate, modulate, do the things that sort of appropriate hosts do. Uh, a reminder for everybody, I'm going to get into sort of Simon's bragging in a second. Uh, Simon Hunter, professional better, is joining the pod every week. And together, we have entered the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship. We will decide together which Pete, which picks, five picks, he should put in every single week. Frankly, right now, we are goddamn geniuses. But a little extra prize for the fans. You're going to love this, Simon. Matt Mitchell, producer, you haven't heard this either. I had this idea the other day, and I decided just to do it. Uh, before we get to the recap, we are trying something new with the phrase that pays, something I thought of, uh, a very brilliant idea, maybe inspired by being 5-0. and I can't quite tell you. But uh, anyone who listens to the podcast knows that all season long, we've been doing the phrase, the pays contest. You go put a review of the podcast in iTunes. And if Matt Mitchell, producer extraordinaire, and I choose it, you will win a free Action Network hoodie. We are raising the stakes. Because Simon and I are doing so well, and we just went 5-0, and oh, I don't think it's enough to give away hoodies anymore. I don't think it's enough to sort of bask in the glory of our brilliance and keep winning these contests week after week after week and not share it <clears throat> with our loyal listeners who continue to provide excellent feedback. So here's what I decided, Matt Mitchell. Are you ready? You have no idea this is coming. You do not know this is coming. It sounds like you've gone mad with power. From now through the end of the season, we're just giving away cash. One lucky winner will win $100 for every game we win each week. What do you think of that? Wow, that's 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 a that's worth a little bit more than one hooded sweatshirt, Chad. Not if sure we, if we win five games. If we win five games, you get five hundred dollars. If we win three games, you get three hundred dollars. You guys get it. Uh, the the thing is, this prize could evolve. It could become even bigger. Like that's that's the beauty of this. To be eligible, go review the podcast using the phrase. Simon says we worked it out. If we like it and randomly choose it, you will win the money starting this week. Um, it's kind of a bummer for last week's winner who did a really nice job and uh, he's going to win a hoodie and we will announce that at the end of the show. In case you are not aware, Simon and I went 5-0 and in the, D in the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em Contest this past week. Simon, last week on the pod, we were vulnerable we admitted Twitter users were in our head. We admitted that you and I weren't communicating. What changed, man? What changed? Chad, I'm still trying to recover here from you giving away $100 per win every week. Look at you, man. 
Big timer over here. Uh, I believe I believe in us. I believe in us too, buddy. Um, yeah, man. Uh, we we talked a little Saturday. I mean, you're running a company, so I like I feel weird even bothering you in the first place. So I like randomly send you texts, and if you don't hit me back right away, I'm just like, all right, Chad's doing his thing with his kid or he's running his company. Let me I'm pull back the curtain a little bit. Let me pull back the curtain a little bit. Please do. I think it's fair to say, and Matt Mitchell can confirm this. I do so little here. Like <laughs> that, you know, there are so many good quality, talented people at the Action Network. I view my job as a manager to hire well, get out of the way, and, uh, you know, make sure I'm mixing a cocktail by five o'clock. So you're never bothering me. All right, perfect. So anyway, uh, yeah, basically we had our, like the, the games we liked. You sent me three games. I think all... I think they all hit except um, Houston, which was like the brutal beat of the week. And we were in between switch. Yeah, gross. Uh, We were in between switching out the Patriots um, and the Dolphins. And my whole thinking was, I I just can't, these weeks can't keep passing. We can't keep not picking against the Dolphins. I I didn't care that we had them survive pool. Like I wouldn't recommend doing that, putting so many eggs in one basket. But like we said, um, last week, like I'll never come on here and say a person shouldn't be playing the NFL unless it's Joe Flacco. So if I say that about a player, that obviously it sums up how I feel. I, I really don't care what the spread is. If it's Joe Flacco, I'm going to bet against it. And man, was that an easy day. The only real sweat was the Bears for us. But like even with the defense, that's what I was believing the whole time. I didn't care when Carolina had the ball. I just had faith in the defense to get stops and hold them for field goals. So as far as our season's going, that was definitely the easiest week of the, of the year. I mean, just it really no it. sweat. There was no sweat at all. I mean, the, the Bears was a little sweat. Um, the Lions wasn't a sweat in the least. The Steelers wasn't a sweat in the least. The, the Dolphins, not even a conversation. I kept trying to do the gambler's math, like, all right, what happens here? What happens here? Like, how can this get screwed up? And it just – it couldn't. And then the Bucks, like – it looked ugly in the beginning, Aaron Rodgers, you know, doing his dingleberry thing and feeling like um, we were going to be screwed there. And then on a dime, it changed. And it changed, by the way, for all the things that, for all the reasons that we said it would change. Aaron Rodgers was actually playing a real defense. Right. That and that we just talked about no, no teams going undefeated, no teams going undefeated against the spread. It's just... All gamblers know this, and that was an easy spot. We talk all the time about teams heading down to Florida, especially a cold-weather team coming down there. People think that's just a made-up thing. It's a real thing when these teams travel down to Florida and they're not used to being in the humid heat. So that uh, that interception was nice, but it was another day where these teams were losing and they keep coming back. Like, I, I missed on the Colts with the Bengals because I had the Colts in a couple teasers. And came, come Sunday, I might have put, like, just a little bit on the Bengals' money line. So when that game kicked off, I was feeling pretty good. I was like, man, this, this Colts team, they are who we thought they were. And I was killing myself for not taking that live money line because we keep seeing this happen with these teams at home. They can come back on these, on these money lines. So sure enough, that Brady got down 10. Um, what happened? I think they had just punted back to Rodgers, and I took the live money line, which wasn't even crazy big. It was like plus 400 or plus 300. Um, but the whole thing was exactly what we talked about where it was like Rodgers playing a real defense here. He's going to slip up. And sure enough, back-to-back interceptions shifted that whole game. So 
that was one of those weeks, buddy, where we, we couldn't miss. So hopefully that we keep it rolling here. Another, another, uh, another week with a tough slate of games. Well, look, obviously we can't expect to win, like go five and zero every single week. Oh, we week. can. Oh, we can, Chad. The fans expect <laughs> it. Uh, I have friends out here who I've been putting a hundred dollars on each week parlaying our five picks. And I told them how stupid it was. They're up 5k now. They Shut hit week up. one. Yeah, they hit week one. It was like 100 to win, 2,000, uh, 2,560. And then they just hit it this past week. So he's only lost three or four weeks out of doing it the whole season. I, I hate the kid because he's just like laughing about it because he keeps doing it. Keeps how, much, how much did you put on the Bucks live line at plus 400? Just a G. Like if I hit these live numbers, I just do a G because I already have so much into it. Like I don't want to be a chaser. But if there's value there and I, I believe in the number – I usually just hit a G. Like, I, it depends on the book, but, um, like, I joked uh, on Twitter, like, I was down Sunday morning before, like, the NFL rush. This Sunday coming up because the public just got smacked around. I can go at noon. It's going to be empty. This, it's a good weekend as a pro to go down the sports book because it's going to be empty uh, before kickoff. Yeah, that was a great uh, video or picture. I can't forget which, what, it, what, what it was. You were at some book, and it was, like, just Sunday morning, the rush. And, like, look – we try to capture that. We have a show, Action Network Live, that we do on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock. And it's really a news and information show. And it goes all around like, he, these are the big bets. And this is the information that you're looking for right now based on the trends we're seeing digitally on our website, in our app. And then we'll have Chris Raybon and Stucky. And this week we had Stucky. Normally we have Sean Corner and Matthew Friedman who will like give me, try to convince me of the bets that I should take. And... Um, that window, we do it at 11 o'clock because that window from 11 to 1 is the most exciting. We do it on Action Network HQ, by the way. Or you can get it in the app. It's a free app. Download it. You can see, this, see the show at the top of the feed in the app, Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. Check it out. Action Network Live. News and info you can use. <laughs> it's a great window. It's a great window because uh, it's so exciting. That is when all the action happens. And like, it is a thrilling experience. Yeah, it's fun. I'm actually, a, I'm the weirdo. I leave. Like the sports bug, as soon as the public starts coming in, I get the hell out of there. Because it's just like old guys talking like, oh, the lock of the week, the Patriots minus nine and a half. Like these guys are screaming. I'm just like, all right, time to hit the blackjack table or just drive home. But yeah, it's it's definitely watching the lines move. It's it's There's nothing better in the morning, especially where the reason I wanted to get off the Patriots so bad was all of a sudden all this money was coming in on Denver. Like there's other sharp groups out there. Like that's not a myth. Like these dudes make a living off this. And when I saw all the money come in on Denver, I go, Oh shit, these guys got to read. We got, we got to get off the Patriots ASAP. So it, it's, it's fun watching the lines move and try to th- see where the money's going. Cause it's going to lead you astray. Sometimes like people were texting me getting scared of the Tampa Bay pick. Cause it went up to plus three right before kickoff. I said, take it again. Like, I took the Eagles 8, I took the Eagles 9, I took the Eagles 10. Yeah, I could have looked like an idiot if they had got blown out. When you're playing the numbers long-term, you're just getting the best of the value each week. So if you're already in on a low number, why not just keep riding, trust your instincts, and keep, keep taking the better number? Well, we're going to trust our instincts, and we're going to move on to these games. Let's talk about the Thursday night game. Speaking of the Eagles, the Eagles right now are what? Four-point favorites. Majority of the money, majority of the bets – Coming in that Eagles, the Eagles to me, two weeks in a row now, played the Steelers hard with no real, you know, they're, they're, they are banged up. They are not yeah. playing at full strength. Played the Ravens really hard. And the Ravens are a team, they should have blown the Eagles out. 
And the Ravens are a team that generally doesn't play down to their competition. So what I saw from the Eagles this week, especially like when it seemed like they were deactivating players and sort of giving in, just getting ready to play to win the division on Thursday night, um, really, really impressive. Yeah, and if you haven't hooked, hopped on Twitter in the last 24 hours, did you know that the NFC East is 5-18-1? and 18 and one? I, People keep posting how bad the NFC East is. We all watch football. We, we know. Jesus, man. As an Eagles fan, I can't take it. It's like, dude, I know I'm in the worst division of football. Please stop posting that it's 5-18-1. and 18 and 1. We get it. They suck. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those where it's like, I want to fade the Giants because they just won, but like, did they really win that game? They kind of got outplayed by Washington. and They luckily got a strip sack, and they went for two at the end there. For some reason, I don't get why Washington didn't trust their defense to get a stop and go to overtime and then maybe get the ball back. And all you need is a field goal to win it. So, I don't know. I, I, like, the numbers, this should be three. Like, the Eagles aren't better right now than the Giants. They just lost Ertz. They just lost Miles Sanders. Those are two – two of their best weapons. Every Like, when I watch game film, people really hate – like, I'm an Eagles fan. I hate Ertz right now. He's horrible. But when you watch the film, he's bracketed. He, oh, he's always double covered. He's the only only guy in our entire offense that gets double coverage. So, we lost Ertz right now. We already – we just lost another backup offensive lineman. So, we have Kelly Sleeve. The one, our one center is our starter from the, the season. Like, this is the – the worst offensive line I've ever had as an Eagles fan. This is like insanity. So I'm, I'm going to fade the public on a Thursday night. I'm going to take the points with the Giants. And I don't feel great about it, but I just think this is situational. And you're getting a good number here with four. So I'm on the Giants. And we are not putting this game in the contest. Like yeah. psychologically, we cannot go into the weekend potentially 0-1 because we lost the Giants. <laughs> like find, find creative ways to like, I was because I loved the Giants this weekend. I think they were like a two and a half, and and we had projections with them as four and a half point favorites. And I loved them, and I'm like, I'm just done betting the Giants. Like they find too many creative ways to not cover. Daniel Jones just isn't good. So, yeah, rolling the dice here by backing them, but right, we don't. We're not putting this in. Packers Texans. All right, hold on one sec. Let's move on to uh, let's move on to the Sunday games, the one p.m. games. <clears throat> immediately this first game on the board, the Packers visiting the Texans, the Texans three and a half point um, underdogs at home, a win in Romeo Cornell's first game, a disgusting, disgusting, inevitable loss and loss against the spread. The second they didn't convert that two point conversion to go up eight with a, you know, a minute left, every Texans better knew it was over. I texted you immediately and was just like, this is disgusting. Um, <laughs> this is a game that I think a lot of wise guys are going to peg because I feel like they're going to see an advantage in the Texans at three and a half. If you're getting that hook, what do you think? Nah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Like I told you, I was cool with taking Romeo Cromel like the first game, but I told you I was going to fade him the rest of the year. And like, I was one of those assholes on the Titan side that won that bet that shouldn't have won it. But it's just like, fucker. Th- th- this guy, man, I-, I-, I don't want to back him. And now this is a sharp number, like a home dog um, after a bad loss like that. But 
the way I'm looking at the Packers is they're good against these not that good teams. And I don't they don't have the defense to stop Rodgers on Texas. So yeah, this could be a shootout, and that's why you might be getting a good number with that uh three. But I have this up four and a half. So I think I'm getting a good number on Green Bay right now. So I'll be on the Green Bay side, but I can't fault people for taking Houston here. Wow, this makes me my instinct would be automatically to bet the Texans. And as you know, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to evolve. I'm trying to use the conversations we have to make myself a better person. <laughs> and well, I'm not always going to be right, buddy. I know you're not going to be right, but you're bringing a different sensibility and perspective to me that I would have looked at this. It's almost like last week in the Lions game. I wasn't even thinking about the Lions. Like in a million years, I wouldn't look at the Lions as road favorites and be comfortable betting it. But we had a long conversation about it. You felt really strongly about it. Chris Raybon talked about it on the Action Network podcast with Stucky, and he wrote about it on actionnetwork.com. Plug, plug, plug. Thanks, Chris. Stuff. Yeah. And like, it all made sense. And so it, a game that I wouldn't have even considered was now a game that was sort of in my top five, right? And, I, and we put it in the contest. I bet it separately. So now all of a sudden, I got to think about this. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm trying to break you off these old school things where people would be like, oh, this is the sharp play of the week. Like, Oh, the Jets last week, that was a sharp play of the week. It's like, who are these sharps? Like, the sharps I know, like, the dudes who really do bet on football, they're, they're not taking that. Like, maybe they'll take the Jets this week if it's Sam Darnold. That's a good number, a divisional game. But, like, with Flacco, it, it's just they, they throw the, the sharp tag out there. Like, it's because they say the money or they, they see a bad team that, that people are betting on. It's just like, no, that's just – People back in the Jets because they didn't believe in Miami. It wasn't sharp money coming in on them. But I don't know. This this week, I, I definitely get what you mean. Like this this Green Bay one, I, I might be stepping in. Like I stepped in it last week with the Rams going against the 49ers, which was just a classic spot where the 49ers, the line had moved seven points. You always take the team that the line moved against at home. And I didn't because I just trust what I was watching. So – I'm with you, man. I could be wrong here in Houston, but I do like the Packers in this situation against a, a Texas defense that cannot stop anybody. And they haven't played well against good teams this year. For the record, I didn't listen to you on the Rams and I went all in on the, on the Niners. Not only did I go all in on the Niners, I bet them on the money line. So that was a pretty good play, Millman. Nice job. Well, thanks, Simon. <laughs> Chad Millman got something right. All right, so let's skip the Packers and Texans. Cowboys, the Washington football team, I don't know if there's that much to say. Like, I would not put this as a top five game unless you're looking at this and you're saying, uh, whoa, Nelly, I got this rated at, like, Washington minus three. Yeah, if you got money to burn, I, I like I, – I took Washington and the Giants to win the division last week. I think it was, like – I think the Giants were um, – they might have been plus, like, 4,000 or maybe plus 3,000 and Washington was plus 1,500 maybe. Um, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough here where I really like the Washington football team because I think that with Kyle Allen, they're not as bad as all these everyone thinks because their defensive front's so good and the Cowboys, their biggest weakness right now in offense is their offensive line. So people out there betting, I get the bounce back spot for the Cowboys. Like, they, they'll be much better than they were in that primetime game where they just couldn't stop turning the ball over. And they'll have some regression on that part. But I don't know. The, like I'm, the way I'm looking at this number, it just feels like 
I should just take the money line with Washington. Just trust that that D line is going to get way more stops and turnovers, and they're the better team than the Cowboys are right now. So I'm on the Washington side. Well, look, you already missed the best of the number. The game opened at 100%. three. It's now at, at DraftKings. At uh, the game opened, uh, Washington is a three point dog. It's now Washington is now a one and a half point dog. The, and, and this is a classic pro Joe game. Like the majority of the bets are coming in on the Cowboys. The majority of the money is coming in on Washington. That's why the line moved. So you're right. If you like this game, just bet the money line. Like that's, that's it. It's probably what right now? It's probably like plus 120 maybe. Right. Um, so just bet the money line and, and that'll be that. By the time the game kicks off, if you haven't bet it already, you might be getting that kind of – it might be even anyway. So next game. Lions, Falcons. This is really interesting because you've got two teams that did so well in the past week. The Falcons, to those of us who were paying attention, we were on them from the second Dan Quinn was fired. The Lions, we talked about. We loved them last week against a very bad Jags team. I think the Falcons fall off a cliff this week. And you're giving me, at DraftKings right now, the Falcons are three-point favorites. The money is coming in on Detroit. The bets are coming in on the Falcons. I like the Lions in this game. Call me crazy. Oh, man, it's hard. Um, you're, you're probably right. If the number is at three, I don't hate taking the Lions here, but I, I just prefer to take the Falcons at home against so the Detroit team that just won on the road. It's really hard to win back-to-back road games, especially when you're not that great of a team. And I'm with you that the Falcons should be falling off a cliff here. But I'm more on the side that if Julio's playing and they got Ridley, they're going to be starting a groove here. I could see them pulling off a couple of random wins here. So I'm going to back the Falcons here at home against the Detroit team that's riding high off a blowout win. God damn it. Simon. I'm sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. I come in with like <laughs> really thoughtful analysis and – seeing how the bookmakers, the, the public is going to look at this game and feel differently about these teams. And I'm looking at it from a psychological perspective and you're giving me logic like, wait a second, the Falcons actually could be getting better right now. And the Lions are a bad team who beat up on a worse team. Now they're going to play a really good offense. <sighs> All right. I'm I putting the Falcons down, but I don't know if I want to put them in the contest. Let me just say that. <laughs> it's hard to argue with that. We're going to come back. We're going to come back to it because how do I not want to bet the, the bills as 13 and a half point favorites against the jets? Yeah. So last week we had a lot of really smart people reach out to us and tell us how it was a dumb to take the dolphins and that we should just take the Patriots or the Colts in our survivor pool. But lucky for us, we're a couple idiots and we just stayed with the dolphins because I, I want to keep playing it simple, like not overthinking this. In our survivor pools, we're going to be taking the Bills because they're, they're off two losses, which, yeah, you could say, hey, maybe it's steamrolling right now and they're just a team that's falling apart. But I think this is the perfect opportunity for them to bounce back on weaker competition. So love the Bills in survivor pool. I love the Bills here on the number, especially if it's Flacco. And if Sam Darnold comes back, we'll just move off of it because they are due to cover. No, like, people keep putting up the statistic. I think the Raiders were the last team in, like, 2003 or something like that. They went 0 and 8 against the spread to start the year. Right now, we have two teams that haven't won against the spread in the Cowboys and the Jets. So I say we just keep riding the train and we put the Bills in our competition. Like this number doesn't scare me. If it stays under 14, I'm not too worried about this Bills number, especially against Flacco. 
Wow. 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 Bills <laughs> two touchdown. That's got to be unprecedented. Bills as two touchdown favorites on the road. And you want to put that in the freaking contest. That, by the way, that right there is going to cost a reviewer some money because <laughs> uh, th- that's going to be the one that we lose. But I'll do it. I like your gumption. I like your gumption. Yeah, we've missed out. Man. We should have just been fading the Jets every week. And every week we keep saying these lines are too high. We can't go against the Jets here like they're due. And every week they just keep getting blown out. So I say we just keep riding the train, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it literally cannot miss right now. As long as Flacco's a quarterback, that team is horrible. That has the feeling. It has the vague feeling of a bet your balls. Bet your balls pick. But I'm going to – I don't think it's going to be it. I think we got to find a different one. Um, Panthers visiting the Saints. Panthers are seven and a half point road underdogs visiting New Orleans. I don't have a read on this game right now from a perception, public perception. You know, I like to get in the minds of the betters. That's what I do psychologically, like a Svengali. (laughs) I don't have a read on this one. What's your, what's your number say? What are, what are the public betting on this, uh, the Saints game? It's It's seven uh, and a half, right? Or is it seven? It's seven and a half, and it's, it's pretty split. It's 52-48 Saints. The money coming in on the Panthers right now. And I, I think that's sharp money because I, I like – I'm yes. with them Oh, on it's this. definitely sharp money. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like that it's seven and a half where we've seen from the Saints team that they're not that hard to defend. I mean, if you, if you take away Kamara and you stack the lineup, I know Michael Thompson was to come back. But with no fans at this at, for the Saints, it's really affected them at home. We've seen how they haven't played great at home so far. And if as long as that number stays at seven and a half, and we get Teddy Bridgewater, who's just unbelievable covering as a dog, I, I like taking this. I like taking them here. I got this number at six, so we're getting a point and a half of value. I like I like Carolina here. All right, all right, I'll put it in. Listen, we we've done great. Other, you know, we've done great betting on the Panthers in underdog situations. We yeah. wisely, wisely bet against them as favorites this week. I got no problem with this. No problem. I don't feel like that is both either bet your balls or a hornet's nest. I, I got your bet the balls pick, but you're not going to like it. All right. All right. Bengals. Uh, this, is gonna, this, is, this is already making me nervous. Bengals, Browns, this game this game was a remember remember uh, Joe Pesci remember Joe Pesci Lethal Weapon three go to the drive through be like they fuck you at the drive through. Let me tell you, can I give you two guys a friendly piece of advice? Okay, don't ever go up to the drive through. Okay, always walk up to the counter. They fuck you at the drive through. Okay, they fuck you at the drive through. They know you're gonna be miles away before you find out you got fucked. Okay. I feel like this was a fuck you at the drive through game. Like. The Browns, the last time these teams played on a Thursday night, they just let the Bengals drive right through everybody and score that touchdown that meant nothing to anybody except those of us betting on the game. (laughs) Yeah. Now the Browns Browns are three-and-a-half-point favorites coming off a crappy game, getting totally exposed in the exact (laughs) spot we thought they would against the Steelers. That game, like, might have been the easiest game to handicap this season so far yeah and it's funny uh 
everything you said is so true about the Browns. Um, but situationally here, I would, I'm probably going to end up taking them. I have to know more about what's going on with Baker. I don't know if his ego's hurt or his ribs are hurt. I don't know which, which is the truth right now. But it, it seems like there's a lot of turmoil over the Bengals. They got Geno Atkins complaining about the way they're using him. You got A.J. Green saying trade me on the sideline. Um, I know Joe Cool has been great, and he's had these teams in these games. But if they don't have Joe Mixon, that makes them very one-dimensional. And what we know about the Browns is the Browns can run the ball. Cream Hunt, he might have had a down game last week, but that was more situational. They were just down big early. So even if it's Case Keenum, I don't hate taking the Browns here. I think we'd get a better number too because I don't see a big difference really between him and Baker. So I like the Browns here. We don't have to put them in though right now because we can wait for that injury report. You know what I thought was really interesting? When the Ravens played the Bengals a couple of weeks ago, the announcers made a note. That Patrick Queen nailed Joe Burrow a couple of times. And the announcers made a point of saying that those two guys, when they played at LSU together, did not get along. <laughs> and I thought that was surprising because I thought Joe Burrow like, was one of those guys who everybody loved, which just made me wonder, like, what? What could the situation be between Joe Burrow and Patrick Queen? Well, Chad, you're going to learn in life. Not everyone's going to like you, bud. Some people just look at your face and they're going to say, I don't like this guy, Chad. And it's someone with an ugly face. face. I go through that a lot. Um, no, nah, man, I mean, people are just different, different backgrounds, different situations. I think Joe's probably the man. But, like, Joe might have done something wrong to this kid as a freshman. This kid, for the rest of his life, is like, I don't like that kid. He might be the best quarterback I ever played at LSU. I don't like him. So, I wouldn't take too much from that. I think this uh, – that's funny you said, though, because I, I did see those hits, and I was like, damn, you look like you put a little mustard on that. He like That makes sense now that you said that. That's funny because he was all over that game, Patrick Queen, another guy the Eagles passed over for a wide receiver that's not playing right now. Thank you. Won't surprise you to know that <clears throat> there's never been anybody who doesn't like me. <laughs> uh, Steelers on the road, two-point favorites over the Titans right now. Two-point favorites, the undefeated Steelers against the Titans. That, my friend, is what I call walking into a hornet's nest. I'm walking to a fucking hornet's nest, all right? Now be my companion. Chad, what side do you like here? As your honest opinion, just looking at it, what side do you like? Very first instinct? Yeah. I like the Titans. Right. That's why I think we should go Steelers. It's like, I feel like that, like I looked at it too, and that's what I thought to myself. I was like, man, I like, I like the Titans here. Like the Steelers are so due for a loss. And Big Ben always has these like crazy sloppy letdown games. But when I watch Pittsburgh, they're keeping it so simple for a quarterback that's been in the NFL for feels like 20 years. He, he has one of the quickest release times on the season where he's just making first or second quick reads on these quick passes and just getting it into his players' hands. And with the way they're humming right now with Claypool and the Titans coming off a huge emotional, close, fought game in their division – I just like the Steelers here. I think there's going to be a nice little letdown spot for the Titans here, especially the fact that they haven't lost yet on the season. Um, I, I trust the Steelers here on the road, and I like that we're getting a number under three still. So I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh. 
You don't have to convince me hard to bet on the Steelers. I will go completely yeah. 180 on you right now, as I tend to do after you've spoken. But um, the other thing you can do is look at the Titans and, and how they've won their games. They haven't looked amazing. They, they beat a Bills team after they were off for two weeks. The Titans were. They barely beat a Texans team that probably uh, is not very good, according and to should have won. And, and should have won that game outright. Um, and, like, they, they haven't looked amazing this year. Like, sometimes they're 5-0 and in spite of themselves, or they're 5-0 and because Mike Vrabel just might be a genius coach who knows how to manufacture extra minutes in a game. And anybody who went on Twitter and saw sort of yesterday Vrabel was trending, and Monday Vrabel was trending because people realized, it might have been Warren Sharp. Uh, who recognized this first, and that's where I saw it. He put up a video that showed Mike Vrabel sending a player in on a second and one, sending the, the Texans had the ball, second and one, three minutes left. Mike Vrabel sent a player in, so they had 12 men on the field, and the defensive captain for the, for the Titans looked at him like, what are you doing? But they got the five-yard penalty. Vrabel, it probably, his assumption was, they're going to get this first down. It's going to waste more time on the clock. Why not just give him the first down, save the time, restart the downs, and he ended up having more time to go down the field and score. That is genius clock management. That is Belichickian. Obviously, he played with the Pats forever, similar to what he did in the playoffs last year when he was sort of managing the clock so wisely. Um, so maybe they're just manufacturing wins and the Steelers are a better team. So, yes, let's, let's go with the Steelers. I not only not – only, have I come around completely from thinking the Titans were my first instinct? This is an automatic to me. Automatic play on the Steelers. There you go. I am so weak. This is why people <laughs> like me, though. You know, I come around. I'm not yeah. inflexible. All right. Let's get out of the Steelers-Titans. Let's move on to the late afternoon games. Seahawks, uh, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Three points – Three, three and a half on the road at Arizona. I don't trust them. I just don't trust them. You trust Arizona? No, I don't trust either of them. So I don't, I don't want to bet this game. Well, we got to pick a side. We can't be those guys. But, yeah, man, I'm Why? on Seahawks. 100%. You could, the Cardinals could show up here, and they could actually play a decent game. But Russell Wilson off a of bye week, facing a team that's just won two straight on the road. More than happy to take the Seahawks here. I'd take this number up to five or six. So uh, I'm with the public on this one. I'm going to be taking the Seahawks. Interesting. Very interesting. How much of this is because, do you think, is impacted by the Cardinals beating up in the Cowboys so badly? Uh, not much. I think it's more that, um, like, you're probably, you're probably right on with the, like the numbers are saying, the way the Seahawks are playing, it just isn't sustainable all the holes on their team is eventually going to come to a head. And I think they, they opened this line to three to kind of scare off a lot of sharp money or maybe get making people come in on Arizona because saying, oh, why is this number three? That's a weird number to, to open with. But I think this is just a bad number. And it's one of those where the, the book's trying to trick people and they're trying to scare people off the scent of the Seahawks. And come Sunday, this is going to be one of the biggest liability games. That's my only pause with it, that everyone's going to come in on the Seahawks. That's the public. They're going to be taking this number. The only people are really on, on the Cardinals come Sunday are going to be Sharps. But for me, looking at this, I, I think they're still undervaluing Russell Wilson and 
coming off a bye week, they might come out sleepwalking maybe for the first half. Like, who knows with the Seahawks. But I just think once they turn it on, once they just start laying into the Cardinals, the Cardinals aren't going to be able to come back. We're going to get a couple Murray turnovers, and I think this will just snowball. So I do like this number a lot for the Seahawks. What do you have it rated at? I had it at six. So that's what I mean. I would take it up to five and a half, up to six. And once it crosses six and a half, seven, the value is going to shift to the Cardinals. So, like, at that point, if by some crazy reason it gets all the way up to that number, I would take the Cardinals. But I'm happy taking the Seahawks. Jesus Christ, you have it at six. Like, what am I supposed to do with that kind of information? I'm going to be the guy who goes from, like, not even wanting to talk about a game to the guy who puts, like, his entire bankroll on the game because you're telling me there's a two-and-a-half-point delta right now between your number and what the, what the bookmakers are showing. It, it's like the Browns and the Steelers last week, buddy. You were like, I don't even want to touch this game. And you said, come Sunday, we're probably going to have the Browns. And in back of my head, I said, no, come Sunday, we're definitely going to have the Steelers. And thank God. You came around by the end of the week, and you're like, you know what, you're so right. This is an easy play with the Steelers. So this is one of those maybe you'll come around on later in the week, but I think it's another one of those where they're, they're trying to give you the hook in a divisional game saying this should be a, cl- a close-fought game with the Cardinals. But I just like the Seahawks here. We haven't gotten to your bet-your-balls game yet, and we've only got a handful. We've got five games left, including uh, the Chiefs on the road at the Broncos. Chiefs is nine-point favorites on the road. Too much. Too much against this defense. Too much for a Chiefs team that plays inconsistently against division opponents. And, um, well, that's it. Too much. Yeah, playing with fire, though, so I wouldn't even touch it because we're, we're, we're back in a Denver team who they're their first team since 2001 to go to New England and have the QB throw two interceptions and win the game. So – are the Broncos just hitting teams in the right situations and catching teams in the right spots to be covering so much and getting these wins? It's hard to say. And, like, I'm with you. Like, this could be an easy spot to take the Broncos because that's so many points in a divisional game, especially while they're at home. But in my mind, it's, it's tough for me to really think the Broncos can keep up with the Chiefs, especially – the Chiefs team looked like they were trying against the Bills. That was such a weird game because of the rain and just the, the way they were playing that – I'm with you. I'm going to be back in the Broncos here, but in the contest, I, I don't want to put either of these guys in, so I, I'm, I'm just going to leave it out. All right. Four games left to bet your balls. <laughs> 49ers, Patriots. 49ers, two-and-a-half-point dogs on the road at New England. I feel like I'm being baited here because the Patriots are clearly not the same team with Cam Newton playing quarterback. And he hasn't been a guy who, even when they've been winning, was, you know, play was the reason they were winning. Right. And the Niners, like, to me, I was all over them this past week against your advice, went so far as to go <laughs> so far from your advice that I actually just bet them to win and cashed. But I still like the Niners as dogs on the road, like, in this spot. I think why, I just think it, it's like, why? Because they won on Sunday night and the, the Patriots look so bad? Chad, you're better than this. Come no, on, man. you're you, right. And it you is, know what to do it is, No. You're telling me <laughs> I got to back the Patriots here? Uh, yeah, like, the, I mean, I get it. It's all a new year. Belichick, we, we know the stats before Brady got to him. He wasn't that great of a coach, apparently. He lost a lot of games before he had Tom Brady under center. But I, how am I going to bet on the Patriots going 0-3? And you're, you're backing Jimmy Garoppolo, who 
he might have had like four passes that were over five yards. Everything he was doing were quick dump offs to the sideline, quick passes because that ankle isn't right. They kept showing it a bunch of times. It's all taped up. So I'm going to back the Patriots. They have no more COVID stoppage of practices. They can get a weekend together. They just look like a team that was rusty, especially Cam. He looked like he hadn't played in a month. So I like the Patriots here, and I especially like that the early money came in on St. Fran and moved this line down below three. Like, I get what you're saying. They're trapping us in here. But I think Vegas is like everyone else, so they're just unsure. They don't really trust this Patriots team because they're a different team right now. But I'm going to trust New England and – I'm going to trust that this country cost country trip for San Fran after a big win on primetime game is going to affect them. So I, I like this number a lot. I'm going to take the Patriots. Line opened uh, Patriots minus five and a half. It is now at two and a half. So clearly it's been bet down the money, uh, 58% of the money. So that's usually professional indication of professional support is on San Francisco right now. So, all right, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put them on our list. Right now we got six teams on our list that we're going to be choosing from with at least one has some injury concerns. So Yeah, and like you just said, left. one week is, a three, is it worth three points of uh, line movement? So that's like one of no. those where it's like, exactly. So it's, even if we lose this New England bet, we're getting the best of our number, and this is the smart, smart play this week. You're right. You're right, Simon. See, see what you do? Like I I would have skipped it. And now you're making me reimagine how I make decisions. And it's not just about betting. It's about everyday life. There you go. Uh, Oh my God. Is this going to be the bet your balls? Am I going to have to bet on the Jags against the Chargers? The Jags as seven and a half point underdogs on the road. Is that what you're telling me I'm going to have to do? No, don't, don't you worry. It's coming. I'm I'm saving the best for last, buddy. Uh, I don't want to do it. Like, of course, we should take the Jaguars here. This is a good number. Going against a rookie quarterback. Um, a rookie quarterback that makes one or two dumb plays a game. But the fact that the Chargers are coming off a bye and the Jaguars, they've been down their, some of their best defenders the last two weeks. And we've really, shown, we've really seen how they just can't stop anyone, especially if they don't have Josh Allen as a pass rusher. So – I'm cool with taking the Chargers here. I know it's a bad number. That's minus seven and a half, and technically the value would be on the Jags, but I think they're just trying to get money on the Jags right now because they know so many teasers and different things we tied to the Chargers, but I don't mind taking that number for the Chargers. All right. Well, we're not putting in the contest. No. Nah. No way. Uh, all right. We got two games left, and we haven't done a bet your balls pick, so it's got to be either the Bucks at like minus three on the road against the Raiders or the Bears uh, uh, who are five-and-a-half-point dogs on the road on Monday night football against the Rams. Um, well, let's go to the Bucks first. Bucks, big, big win. Oh, my God, this is going to be it. You're going to tell me to bet the Raiders in Vegas coming off a huge home win over the undefeated Packers for Tom Brady. That's what you're going to tell me to do. Situationally, I'm with you. It's probably the right move, but this no, this this isn't the bet the balls of the week. This is a uh, this is one of those where I really don't. It's it's tough to pick a side because I could see it end up being a shootout. I know we talked about last week how good the Bucks defense is, but the way the Raiders play, it, it, it's hard for what Tampa does well to stifle what the Raiders do, and they're just quick hitters with just a lot of speed and. My mentality coming to this game is I don't like either side because I just see it being a shootout. Like, this is a Sunday night shootout, it feels like. And if, if you're going to bet this game, 
it's hard not to take uh, the Bucks here because it, it's easier trust for me. It's easier trusting Brady here than it is to trust Derek Carr in a shootout game. But I, I'm going to leave this one out. I'm not going to put this in the competition. Well, I'm so glad. Can I convince you to take the Raiders 100% all your bankroll? I'm kidding. I have no interest in that. <laughs> Let's talk about the Bet Your Balls Bet of the Week. <laughs> the Bears are visiting the Los Angeles Rams. They're five and a half point dogs. Monday night football, my favorite team in prime time. That's always uh, a little bit disconcerting. Tell me what you're thinking here, Simon. And you know the meme with Paul Rudd and it's him like eating the wings and you say, who would have saw us sitting here? Who would have thought? Who would have thought, you know? Thank you. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right? The Bears, man. Five and one. The top of the division. I don't know how many people are calling that in May, but you're, you're listening to people that talked about the value of the Bears and that we, we saw this kind of season coming from them. So that's what I'm talking about. You, you are my Matthew McConaughey to my Woody Harrelson. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. For those who don't know, follow Simon Hunter on Twitter. There was a beautiful picture of McConaughey and Harrelson together swimming, and Simon's like, "This is me and Chad." Just pure bliss, man. Time is You're a flat circle. Two guys who have who have just figured out how to live in every single way. And now that I warmed up all you Bear fans, I'm sorry to say this, but this is easy pick of the Rams. Easy play of the week, bet your balls on the Rams. Yeah, you're probably right. All the public coming in on the Bears after a big road win. People are starting to believe uh, the Rams played horribly against San Fran. And it's just an easy game where the Bears, they're going to win a lot of games and they're a great team. But they're going to have weeks like this where it's just going to catch up to them. And, I mean, how many wins straight are they on right now? They have four straight wins? Yeah. And uh, no, no. They've won five, but they lost to the Colts three weeks ago, so they have two straight wins. Okay, right. So, they, they and lost just to like, the Colts, then they beat the Bucs, then they beat the Panthers. Just looking at it, um, it it's really tough to win two division two not division one, two road games in a row, let alone two ones that you're flying down North Carolina, now you're flying back, and now you're flying all the way out to the West Coast. So I think just situationally, the Bears defense, they're going to have a letdown game, especially indoor on this turf field. I think the speed's going to be too much for them to handle with the Rams. And I like the Rams here in a bounce-back spot. And a lot of people are going to be tying a lot of money into the Bears on this game, especially in teasers, because you can get this number above 10 put in a teaser. I like the Rams here. I like them big. Wow, you like them big. All right. I'm sorry, Chad. I'm the, so sorry. I don't, I don't mind the emotional hedge. This is a good opportunity for me. So I'm all for it. So here, Simon, let me recap for people right now. Uh, we want to go 5-0 and this week. Right now, the teams, and so just so everyone knows, we will choose from these teams on Sunday morning. Follow Simon Hunter in the Action Network app. Reminder, download the app. It's free. Simon Hunter in the Action Network app. That's where you can get like our final decisions. Um, but these are the teams that we're thinking about as of Tuesday. And then we will make these decisions on Sunday morning. Simon will text me. I will drop everything and I will immediately respond. <laughs> and then I will go on to the Action Network Live at, at Action Network HQ, growing every week. 
Bills minus 13 and a half. We're going to keep an eye on that line over the Jets. Uh, we look at the Panthers seven and a half against the Saints. Browns, oh, this one makes me sick to my stomach. Browns minus three and a half on the road against the Bengals. If we find out what's happening with Baker, we got to sort of understand that. This one, I didn't want to do it all, came around. Steelers minus two against the Titans on the road. Also, didn't even want to talk about this game, but now we are putting uh, our entire bankroll on it. Seahawks minus three and a half on the road against Arizona. Uh, Pats, this game opened at Pats minus five and a half. It is now two and a half playing against the 49ers in Foxborough. Uh, We like that game. And then Rams minus five and a half uh, against the Bears. That's our bet your balls pick of the week. (laughs) Sounds about right, doesn't it? Sounds about right. Sounds like a lot of favorites. Usually we're big dog guys, but it looks like this week we're liking the value in the favorites. So we've got one favor. We've got one dog here with the Panthers. And you mentioned teasers, by the way. We do have some cool opportunities for teasers. We've got like if we want to do a six point teaser and get through key numbers. I I am now thinking about key numbers as eight. Seahawks minus three and a half. You can tease it up to nine and a half. Pats minus two and a half. Tease it up to eight and a half. Rams. You mentioned you can tease that. Um, you can tease that through eight, through seven, eight, and ten. I think it's time to uh, announce the winner of last week's pod because last week we asked fans to rate and review the podcast. Those who did and use the winning phrase in their review were eligible to win a free Action Network hoodie. We had a lot of reviews, and and as you remember, last week I I stupidly admitted that I once got in a fight with my wife about breastfeeding. So don't be surprised if that's part of the winning review. Uh, but a reminder, a reminder. This week's phrase that pays, starting for the second half of the season or week seven, because we went 5-0 and this week, we are celebrating, we are feeling cocky, we want to give away some cash. The winner for this week's phrase that pays contest earns $100 for every win Simon and I have in this week's contest. We go 5-0, and someone's winning 500. We go 4-1, and someone's winning 400, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Rate and review the podcast using the phrase, Simon says we worked it out. And we will randomly choose the winner of that cash. Meanwhile, the winner of a hoodie. Sorry, buddy. Just, you know, too bad. Jeff Bronner. Jeff Bronner, whose five-star review was uh, titled, We Have a Failure to Communicate. So Simon says, we need to communicate. But not if all you do is listen to this podcast. As long as you stop communicating after listening and go with this advice, you will have your winners all day long. And then you can move on to arguing with your wife about her friends, boyfriends, or whether or not she should breastfeed. Jeff, thanks for making this a part of our day. I love it, Jeff. Uh, I'm sorry we can't give you money, buddy, but hopefully you've been winning along with us. So it'll make up for it. Just get a hoodie and enjoy it. Just bet the bets we make and you will be swimming in money. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Download at iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Until next time, love you.